0: It's time to get inspired. This message is brought to you by the International Center Gospel Church, Dallas, Texas. Raising leaders, shaping visions, and influencing society through Christ. And now, God's Word, by Rev. Martin Sinsafo, Senior Pastor, ICGC Destiny Temple. On your head for a quick word of prayer. Father, we thank you. The entrance of your word brings light and understanding. Speak to us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can you open your Bibles with me to Romans chapter number 8, verse number 28. Romans chapter 8, verse number 28. Romans chapter 8, verse number 28. And we know, let's all read it together. And we know, That all things work together for good. To them that love God. To them who are the called according to his purpose. Let's keep going. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Verse number 30. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. Turn to your neighbor and say, Neighbor, your destiny is glorious. Say, God knew you before you were formed. And he ordained you for glory. Say, neighbor, I am sorry to announce to you that you don't have to die. Amen. Say, you don't have to die. Let me change the confidence. Say, neighbor, I'm excited to announce to you that you don't have to die to see the glory of God. Say, the glory of God is packaged on the inside of you. Say, you are wired for the glory of God. The Bible says that, moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. So, Your being here is a response to a calling. And that calling was not accidental. That calling was a calling that God himself predetermined. And because you have responded to that call, he is saying that as a result, you are justified. Amen. To be justified means simply to declare righteous accounted righteous it is not by your works it is not by your looks because if it was by looks some of us will not qualify are you listening to what i'm saying yeah some of us will not qualify because if you bring me to a country like china i will not be described as a very handsome young man in china praise god praise god it is by grace It is by grace. It is by grace. The grace of God. That declares you acquitted. And not only that. And has righteousness imputed. Righteousness given to you. Not because you worked it. But because God. Located you. The Bible says that but God. Who is rich in mercy. Rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us. You see, the great love wherewith he loved us. Whilst we were alienated from him, he pulled us back to himself. Justified. Them he called, he justified. Hallelujah. Praise God. And those that he has justified, what he has wired them to be is that their end is what? Glorious. Amen. Their end is what? Glorious. The beauty of this thing is this is that this thing is not gender specific. In Christ, there is no male or what? Female. Neither circumcision or the uncircumcised. Are you listening to me? Praise God. Praise God. But today, being a Mother's Day, I want to dedicate this message. Especially to mothers. Amen. 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 If there's a lady sitting next to you, turn to the lady and tell the lady, "Lady." "Oh, some people are shocked. (laughs) No, let's say it well. (laughs) Say, lady, you are called. Say, lady, God predestinated you." And he has called you. And he has justified you. And he has wired you for glory. Amen. The concept of this message is coming from my general overseer. Hallelujah. Spiritual mothers. Spiritual mothers want to look into scripture and look at four very important ladies in scripture. And let us try to locate ourselves. Whether you are a male or a female, you can find some significance in the lives of these women. Whether you are married or unmarried. Whether you have a child or you don't have a child. You can have a significance or relevance in this message. Why? Because God has ordained you for glory. Because God has ordained you for glory. Praise God. Motherhood signifies nurturing. Nurturing and bringing up people. Caring and protecting people. Motherhood Days back from the beginning of God's creation. When God said it's not good for man to be alone. So the assignment that God gave to man for man to fulfill. The assignment of being fruitful. The assignment of multiplying. The assignment of replenishing. The assignment of even dominating and living a life of dominion. Could not become manifest see until a woman showed up praise god praise god so when you look into the old testament the old testament is replete with women countless women with different backgrounds you know who played very significant role for time will fail me to mention all of them great women who found their way women like ruth who strategically positioned herself to fall in the genealogy of our Lord Jesus Christ. Rehab. the abandoned, the forgotten, the stigmatized, found a way in the genealogy of our Lord Jesus Christ. Imperfect people like David, instead of going to church, standing in a window, and, and observing things, the unobserver, un- 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 praise God. Are you there? Amen. So you see that scripture is replete with these individuals who played very significant roles. But when we come into the New Testament, we see four ladies and we want to look briefly at what their lives represented. Amen. The first of these ladies is a lady by name Anna, Luke chapter 2, verse 36 through 38. Luke chapter 2, verse 36 through 38. Praise God. Anna. When you look into the New Testament, you see that Anna served God with her spiritual gifts. She served God with her spiritual gifts. In the account of Luke chapter 2, verse 36, the Bible talks about uh, 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 there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asa. She was of a great age and had lived with an husband seven years from her virginity. And she was a widow of about four score and four years. Which departed not from the temple, but served God with fasting and prayers, night and day. The next verse. And she coming in that instant gave thanks likewise unto the Lord and spoke of him to all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. So this is a woman. That scripture says she was married for seven years. And if you look at the Jewish tradition at the age of 14, probably 15, that's when those days they were giving children into marriage. For seven years means that if she married at 14, 21 years, afterwards her husband died. And for 84 years, she was a widow. Not that she was not beautiful. Not that she couldn't locate another young man to marry her. But she served God with her life. She made a choice to serve God with her life. Amen. She decided that she was going to serve God with her life instead of busying her life about other things she purposed to serve god let's go back to verse number 36 and there was this woman okay go to verse number 37 she served god with her spiritual gifts hallelujah she was a widow of about what four score years Which departed not from the temple. It's like the temple was like a home. She was in church on Sunday. Don't sleep. If if you you sleep, I'll not be happy. Unless you tell me the message is boring. (laughs) Amen. Okay. If you sleep, I'll pond you. (laughs) Some people don't know what ponding is. Amen. (laughs) When she was a widow for about, and she was a widow for about what, four? Score and four years, which departed not from the temple, but served God with fasting and prayers. Fasting and prayers. Someone say spiritual gifts. Say spiritual gifts. This woman understood that one day there was going to be the birth of a Messiah. She understood that redemption was coming to humanity. And just like any other prophecy, prophecies cannot be fulfilled without prayers. You didn't say amen, but I'm going to continue to preach anyway. Are you hearing me? There have been great prophecies spoken over your life, spoken over your family, but the prophecies are hanging. Why? It requires the service of spirituality. It requires the work of an individual who is sensitive to pray the manifestation of these prophecies down. Hallelujah. So you can stay and the prophecies will be hanging. This lady says, no. I know what happened to the Jewish people when they were in captivity in Egypt. They were supposed to be in captivity for 400 years. The 400 years came and went by, but they didn't understand the timings. They did not pray until a time came when they started praying before the Redeemer, Moses, could be born. Are you listening to me? For Daniel's case, he said no. Bible says that Daniel understood the times through the books or through studies and fasting. Amen. Amen. And fasting. So, you are a lady here, you are a woman here, you have something that you can serve God with. It is called prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. It may not be to the direct benefit of you, but it may be to the benefit of humanity, it may be to the benefit of your church. The Bible doesn't say this woman had a a, a child. So it was not anything that had to do with selfishness. That he was going to church for what he can get out of church. For herself. Personal gratification. Praise God. She departed not from the temple. But she served God with prayer and fasting. She served God with fastings and prayers. So one day she would decide to do 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. fast. Say it's a fast. Say it's a fast. Another day she would do 6 to 12 noon. Say that one two is a fast. Praise God. Another day she would decide to do 6 to 6. Just water. And then break the fast. Another day she would do. Two days. Without eating. She was serving God. With fasting. Would you make it a purpose. A plan. That in your life. You will serve God. With your spiritual gifts. Would you make it your purpose. Hallelujah. Not only that. Go to the next verse. Not only that, she proclaimed the gospel. When the Jesus Christ was born, see, not many people knew that he was the Messiah. Not many people knew. But this woman comes into the temple, or they come to dedicate Jesus Christ, and this woman finds herself there. She didn't miss church service that day. I thought you were going to say amen. Amen. See, because if she had missed church service that day, she would have missed the opportunity she has been praying for for 84 years. Look at it, 84 years. Serving God with prayer and fasting. 84, 84 years serving god with prayer and fasting she departed not from the temple because she didn't know at what point at what time the visitation was going to be praise god so she was in an endless expectation for the redemption of souls and she departed not one thing you could note she stayed in the presence of god continually you may not necessarily have to be in church physically. But you see, in your car, you can activate the presence of God. In your home, you can activate the presence of God. Are you Are you understanding what I'm saying? In, at your workplace, you, the presence of God can continually be there. The consciousness of your assignment that you are not ordinary, you are special. That those that he called, those he predestinated, he called. Them that he called, he justified. And them that he justified, he has given them an assignment. And that assignment is to manifest in the glorification. There were many women in scripture in the Bible days. Not many names are mentioned, but Anna, her name is there in scripture. Why? Because she was in an expectation And as the expectation, as as Jesus Christ was brought to to, to her, she announced it to people. Hey guys, this is what we have been waiting for. This is the Messiah. This is the place where you can find salvation. Are you hearing me? What are you heralding? What are you championing? What are you talking about? What are you shouting about? (laughs) Are you with me? What have you been trumpeting? What have you been announcing to humanity? Are you announcing Christ? Are you announcing redemption? Are you announcing salvation? Praise God. Praise God. These days we have people come to church and they come in it's like what is in it for me? WIFM radio station. What is in it for me? It's a radio station WIFM. What is in it for me? I came pastor pray for me. <laughs> pray for me. I'm looking for a job. We pray, then the job comes. Pastor, I got a job right now. I need a husband. <laughs> Amen. First of all, pray for me. My academics. You pray. The academics work well. And then after the academics, I need a job. Afterwards, I need a husband. Pastor, I got a husband. I've been trying to have a baby for two, three years now. No baby. Then we invoke some blessing. Some miracle babies begin to pop up. And then Pastor, it's the baby. who? Because so the babies I can come to church. Amen. One excuse upon another. What are we heralding? What are we announcing? Amen. Let us make an effort to serve God. Departing not from his presence, staying in his presence, and then proclaiming the redemption of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. If what you have found is great, you will share it. You sing about God being great, but is he really great? If what you have found is great, you will share it. Say amen. Say amen. Let's look at the next person. We're looking at a lady by name, Dorcas. Acts chapter 9, verse 36 through 41. So we see that this woman served with her spiritual gifts. Let's look at what Dorcas served with. Acts chapter 9, verse 36 to 41. Now there was a Joppa, a certain disciple named Tabitha, which by interpretation is called Dorcas. This woman was full of good works. And alms did, which she did. And it came to pass in those days that she was sick and she died. Whom, when they had washed, they laid her in an upper chamber. And for as much as Lydar was near Joppa, and the disciples had heard that Peter was there, they sent unto him, Two men desiring him that he would not delay to come to them. Then Peter arose and went with them. When he was come, they brought him into the upper chamber. And all the widows stood by him, weeping and showing the coats and garments which docas made while she was with them. Verse 40. But Peter put them all forth. And he, he knelt down and prayed, and turning and turning him to the body, said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes. And when she saw Peter, she sat up and he gave her his hand and lifted her up. And when she had called, when he had called the saints and windows, presented her alive. Dockers. Amen. You might be dockers tonight or this morning. There may be certain things dead in your life. But because of the traits of this dockers, which is located in you, or which is being found in you, you are coming back to life. It's a prophecy. It's a prophecy. I said you are coming back to life. Your dream may be dead, but it's coming back to life. Your vision may be dead, but it's coming back to life. Hallelujah. Let's quickly look at this Dorcas lady. Dorcas served God through her charitable works. Her good works. Charitable works. As we can see, she was fully committed doing good things. She was fully committed doing good things. She was in the church. And her good works, see, her good works were directed towards the building of the church. Are you listening? From the scripture, the Bible doesn't say that Ducas had a husband. Neither does it talk about the fact that she had a child. What we hear is that there were widows. She had a special passing for widows. So we can deduce from that that she probably was a widow. Amen? So she was in her company or in a company of widows as we can can talk about a company of prophets. She was in a company of what? Widows. But she purposed to do good to people within the church. These widows that were there in the church. Amen? She will make clothes for them. If it is food, she will provide it. If it is financial support, she will provide it for people within the church. So the church can stay together. If it is traveling to a place to support a family in the church who is bereaved or one way or the other, going through whatever challenge, they are there. They are serving in the church. And their goal is not to tear the church down, but their goal is to bring the people within the church together. Pastor couldn't do it. I'm here. If I'm here, I will do it. I'm doing it on behalf of pastor. I am doing it on behalf of the church. Lady pastor couldn't show up. She wasn't there. She couldn't make it. Yeah, she sent me to come to you. Praise God. Are you with me? It's not that, oh, forget. They they won't come. Don't, don't, forget about them. If, if I don't come, nobody will come. Are you listening? This was Douglas. Her good deeds resonated so powerfully that when she died, the people said, this woman, this woman, God said, this woman shouldn't die. They sent for the major apostle Peter to come and bring this woman back to life. Amen. Turn to your neighbor, say, neighbor, do good deeds to build the church. Do good deeds to build the church. Amen. Number two, she made nice things to give to others. She will bake the cake and bring it. She will grill the chicken and bring it. Praise God. Brother Fred, yes, sister, I'm on my way to downtown Dallas. Are you home? Yes. I'll pass by. Passes by not with empty hands. Amen. Praise God. Sister Joe. yes. I am driving by. I'm going to Mesquite. And your house is right by 635. Off Forest Lane. I want to pass by. Are the children home? Yes. When you show up. Few items you pick from Walmart, or Gap. Praise God. Or Target. Or Coles. A pair of socks. Supporters, underwears, supporters. <laughs> <laughs> For the little children. Praise God. Are these not good deeds? No. Are these not good deeds? When you, when you give and do good deeds, you are not doing them to people. You are giving them to God. He that lends to the poor, lends to God. You are lending to God. And God will not wait for you to owe him. He, I mean, for him to owe you anything. He will pay you back. And most of the time, he will pay you back double, double. Nafu, <inaudible> nafu. More than you can contain. Praise God. Praise God. I mean, seriously, some of these little items here and there, the family may need it. One time I was, ta- I was, ta- I was talking to you, one time here, uh, not here, another place where I was. Look, diapers, diapers, pampers to put upon my last bone. We ran out of it, and there was no money to buy. So, one pack, one diaper, what we, we, we use, we stretch one diaper to cover seven days. We stretch one diaper to cover seven days. It is called improvisation technological advancement if you're a mother and you haven't discovered it come one-on-one mothering techniques praise god how we did it you can ask my wife she'll tell you so if somebody knocked on our door and said oh i was just driving through new rochelle i was going to Osman vernon that's where we were living at that time in new york and uh, No, I I thought of the cater. I just brought size 3. Amen. Even if the size 3 is too small, we can cut another one and staple it. And staple it and make sure that it goes round. Because normally my children, they are big. Praise God. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Are you with me? Let us do good. To one another. Let us create that culture. Of doing good to one another. I promised that I wasn't going to eat cake. <laughs> Amen. But this lady will bake cake. She's in the church. And she will bring, she will bring the cake. So when she brings the cake. I said well. When you eat the cake with a cup of milk. It's no longer junk, junk food. It becomes... <laughs> It becomes a healthy food. So I cut a piece of the cake and I'll eat it. it. Listen, (coughs) there are people sometimes that cake will be all that they can have for three days. And they could be there in the church. The fact that they haven't come to knock on your door to announce doesn't mean that there's no need. Let us do good to one another in the church. What are we here for? No, what, what are we here for? you think doctors didn't have things to do with the things that she had she could have she could have made some investment she could have gone to uh, Lida to buy a piece of land and wallet for generations to come but she decided to use her resources to express goodness towards people that were there in the church. Because of that the church was kept together. It was like a community. Amen. It is not about selecting three, four, five people and inviting those three, four, five people and keeping them close, tight and net, and nobody else comes in. No, no, no. That's called clicking. Amen. If it is you, tomorrow it is somebody else. It's it's like anybody, whether the person is from from Fante land, from Asante man, or from Kohumann. Wherever the person is from, from, from Cameroon, wherever the person is coming from, the goodness is directed towards that individual. So that there's no favoritism, there's no nepotism, there's no, this is our group, this is where, no, 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 no. It is the house of God. One tribe. And our leader is that lion. Praise God. Praise God. Do we have some Dorcas in the house? I said, do we have some Dorcas in the house? Let us learn to do good to one another. She made nice things. In so doing, Dorcas touched the lives of many people. She was very helpful. Amen. She was generous. She was very practical. And Very helpful. Say amen. There's another lady in the Bible we'll look at. Her name is Lydia. Lydia served God with her resources and her influence. Influence is a gift. Influence is a gift. The Bible says that There's a parable of the talent. The great man was traveling. He called his servants and he gave one, five, three, and one, one. The five traded made gains. Now, when we talk about the talents, everybody's mind goes on money. But there's something that money cannot buy. It's called influence. And influence is a gift. It's a talent. Your voice, it carries weight. You are head in the gates of the city. In the corridors of power. Some of you, there are places you work. When you give one recommendation, three people will be hired. You are looking around and say, Pastor, maybe it's not me. I prophesy you into that place in the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen? Your voice carries weight. In the church, your voice carries weight. When you tell people that you are going to church, they will come. When, you, don't, you, don't need to, you don't even need to invite them. When you say that, oh, we are having a program and I'm going. When you call them and say, you're having a program and I'm on going. Because you carry such influence, they will follow you. They will come. But when you call and ask, um, <laughs> um, I hear this. Don't you think there's a lot of meetings? We, have, we seem to be having a lot of meetings. What, what, what do you think? It's an influence. Amen? It's an influence. You, you have no idea. When you said that, the registers, I don't even feel like going. Praise God. What I'm saying is this. That you can serve God with your influence. Lydia was a woman that was very influential. In the community where she found herself. As we read her account in the book of Acts, we will see that this woman was very, very influential. Acts chapter 16, verse number 11 through 15. Acts 16, verse 11 through 15. Therefore, losing from Troas, we came with straight course to Samothracia, And the next day, where? Neapolis. Keep going. And from there to Philippi, which is the chief city that uh, the chief city of that part of Macedonia and a colony. And we were in that city abiding certain days. And on the Sabbath we went out of the city by a riverside where prayers was 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 going on to or, or prayers were made, and we sat down and we spoke unto the women which resorted there, or which went there. And a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple, a seller of purple, of the city of Thyatira, which worshipped God. She heard of us, whose heart the Lord opened. May God open your heart. That she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. And when she was baptized and her household, she besought us, saying, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and abide there. And she constrained us. The next verse. And it came to pass, as we went to prayers, okay, it ends at 15, correct. Now, so this woman here, the Bible says that, you remember, there was a prayer in the in, in, in book of Acts. A man was praying, you know, that come over to Macedonia and help us. So Paul and Cole took their journey and they came into the city. And this woman was there. As they went to a place to pray, the women were there. They were praying and all that. But this Lydia woman was also amongst them. Very influential. She was a seller of purple, purple was like a dye. That they were using to dye clothes in those days. Garment to purple. And the dye was very expensive. Very expensive. Very rare dye. So it was. She was like a, a, an, an, an entrepreneur. And she was catering to the upper echelon. The upper class. Amen. I strayed into a shop one day. And I lifted my and I saw a nice fur coat that was hanging there, and I said, "This fur coat may be very nice. I wish. Let me see. I, I'm going to buy it for my wife." So I took the fur coat, I sized it. I said, "This will fit her very well." And then I, I took the fur coat. As I was going, something told me to check the, <laughs> the, the the label that was on it. I checked the label. The maker was a very nice designer, and I flipped that thing and I saw the price. I said. <laughs> so the lady started approaching me. You know, said well, can I help you? I mean, you know, I said, No, I don't I think my wife will need to be here to fit this. <laughs> Amen. You don't know how much it was? You, uh, I'm sorry? 30K. They had reduced it, they, had, they were having a sale. They have, even that had a sale of 20%. And seriously, it was $38,000. Fair quote. Amen. Amen. People had bought. They have bought. Ah, what is left, they have reduced it 20%. Amen. You said, wow. So this woman was in such business. A seller of people. Praise God. You would get there. I said, You will get there. You will pick it up. You you will not even look at the tag. <laughs> Amen. I said, You will not even look at the tag. Praise God. And this was the woman, she was selling these things. So her caste, she had she had access to the royalty. The people was won by royals. She had access to the kings, the, the gatekeepers, the, the influential people in the city. She heard the word of God. And once she heard the word of God, she decided to do certain things with it. Let's quickly look at what she did. Amen. Number one, she was enterprising, very resourceful businesswoman. Number two, very fervent. The Bible says she opened up herself to serve Paul and co. Amen. Amen. Fervent. See, open up to hear the word of the Lord, and to serve God. Sometimes, when people rise to places of influence, they close up. They use God to get to where they were going, and then, bam, they close the door. After that, I don't need God anymore. Amen. Very sadly, seriously, when people were in certain places, they were trying to trying to travel. They we were looking for visas, they will fast. They will fast. Seriously, three weeks, 21 days fasting. The day they hit the airport, they get to the airport and they get a visa and they hit the plane and land like they have gotten to heaven. All prayer ceases. They close up. You have come into a community of the affluent and the influential. And because of that, prayer is no longer needed. Whatever brought you this far. Is what will carry you further. So in your places of influence, you might be a a, a chief, whatever. You might be a supervisor at your workplace and all that. All the promotion and everything still open up. Open up to the word of God. Praise God. This woman constrained them to stay with her. And of course they did and she provided for them. She offered her home to the Lord. If Lydia was having a meeting in her house, guess who would be, be there? The rich and the affluent will be there. And not tell me the rich and the affluent don't need Christ. Jesus Christ came to, di- to die for all. Amen. Amen. I prophesy influence in your life. The, the, the truth of the matter is that you can combine all these things. You can be very spiritual. See, we see Anna very spiritual. We see Dorcas serving with her gifts, I mean, giving things out, very uh, benevolent, gracious. We see Lydia, very influential. Don't treat these women in isolation. All these giftings, all these manifestations can show up in your life. I said, all these things can show up in your life. I mean, what more, what more would be there than to say that the woman is anointed prayerful. She's influential in the community. She's very benevolent. It's like you have it all. Multi-gifted, multi-talented. And this day, as we celebrate mothers, receive that grace in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Finally, we want to look at a lady by name Priscilla. Priscilla. Priscilla served God as a partner with her husband. As a partner with her husband. Now, there are some women. So, again, Lydia, we don't know whether she was she was married or not. But she led entire household to serve God. Which means that she was the head of the household. It was like the household decision was left to him. Whether she... So, it means that probably she had children... Either her husband was dead or she was divorced. The Bible doesn't say. Okay. But she was the head of the household. You cannot live in my house and tell me that you are not coming to church. Daddy, I don't feel like it today. You will feel like it. You will come. Amen. 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 But when we see Priscilla, we see that Priscilla was married. Priscilla was married. Her situation is also very interesting. And um, those attributes, I see them in the ladies in this church, in Jesus' name. If If you don't see these attributes, desire them. Ask God for the grace to manifest these gifts. She served God as a partner. With her husband. Acts chapter 18 verse 1 through 4. Acts 18, 1 through 4. After these things, Paul departed from Athens and came to Corinth. And found a certain Jew named Aquila. Born in Pontus Pilate. Lately come. Sorry, born born in Pontus. Lately come from Italy. With his wife Priscilla. Hallelujah. With his wife Priscilla. Because that Claudius had commanded all Jews to to depart from Rome. And came unto them. So they came unto Paul. And because he was of the same craft. See. He, Aquila and Priscilla were of the same craft. Paul lived with them and wrought or worked for by their occupation or by their work they were tent makers so it's like a group of nurses who have met another nurse Priscilla was a, a nurse Aquila was a nurse and Paul a nurse co-workers Monica was an accountant the husband accountant And an accountant comes to the church. Some of the identification. Whatever the profession is. They join together. Amen. And the Bible said. And he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath. Paul. And persuaded the Jews and and Greeks. Keep going. And let's drop down to the next scripture. Verse 18. Let's go to verse 18. And Paul, after after this, tarried there yet a good while, and then took his leave of the brethren and sailed thence onto Syria. And with him, Priscilla and Aquila. Paul came to meet them, but now he's traveling with them. Which means that they are now partnering, partnering with Paul to advance the gospel. Praise God. Praise God. The work is by partnership. And when you partner with the servant of God, you are partnering with God. For we are his co-laborers. Praise God. Having sown his head in where? In sanctuary. For he had what? He had had made a vow. And a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man. This Jew was mighty in scriptures. He can quote the scriptures for you. Praise God. He came to Ephesus, verse number 25. This man was instructed in the way of the Lord. And being fervent in the spirit, means he was very prayerful. He spoke and taught diligently, Apollo's guy, very great guy, right? He taught diligently the things of the Lord, knowing only the baptism of John. So what he knew was only the baptism of John. He was zealous, he was prayerful, but he was limited in his knowledge. Amen? And he began to speak boldly in the synagogues. So this guy, he was very powerful, but he was teaching, all he was teaching was limited, in that limited scope. Bible says that Aquila and Priscilla found him, they took him, they brought him in, and expounded unto him the way of God more perfectly, which means Aquila and Priscilla, they were deep in the things of God, they were all round, they were balanced. So they took their time, Fill in the gaps of this man's limitation. Praise God. Praise God. Are you Aquila? Are you a prisoner in the church? When you see the shortcoming of somebody, do you show up that person's strength? Or you stand by and watch and laugh and scoff? When you see something within the church, a place where you can help, a place where something is not working right, do you, do, you, do you stand up and say, no, let me, let me fix this thing. Or we open it up and make it a public spectacle. This was the life of Priscilla. A woman of virtue. A woman of character. Hallelujah. As you can see through scripture, everywhere Priscilla's name is mentioned, Aquila is mentioned, and Paul is mentioned. In Romans chapter number 16. After Paul had departed to a certain place. Listen to what Paul says. Romans, Romans chapter 16. Is that Romans 16? Amen. Romans 16, verse 3. So Paul is sending greetings, he said, Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my helpers in Christ. They have become so much of a blessing to Paul that Paul could not just end the letter to the Roman church without mentioning their name. May you become relevant. To the point where when the names are being mentioned, your name will be mentioned. When they have listed all the names and everything, they'll say, Oh, but we didn't mention this sister's name. Let's mention her name. Let's mention that mother's name because of the roles that she played. She has been a helper in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Please bow down your head for a word of prayer. And as you pray, pray for grace. Pray for grace. There are three things we are praying for. Number one, grace. Somebody say grace. Number one, say mercy. Number number three, say favor. We are praying for grace. We are praying for the mercies of God. We are praying for favor for us. In areas where we have have fallen short, in areas where we haven't come up to this description of these women, whether a male or a female, in areas we are praying for the grace of God. Pray for the message of God. Pray for the favor of God to enable you to walk and manifest this characteristics. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice right now. Lift up your voice in prayer. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice in prayer. In the name of Jesus, pray, 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 pray. Pray, 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 pray. May grace locate you. May grace locate you. May grace locate you. We believe you've been blessed by this message. For details, inquiries, and prayer, call 469-502-1000. That's 469-502-1000. Or visit www.icjcdallas.org. You are blessed and highly favored.